just be like, we'll just be like, hey, the data corrupted or disappeared. So we're just gonna talk about the movie. What the heck happened? That's okay. I'm so confused. Like, I just don't. Every podcast has one of these. It was interesting stuff, though. <laughs> With Jim Carrey and stuff? Yeah. I can talk about it. I guess it we can again. recap it at least. Yeah, we can talk about that for a second. We'll just jump in. Are we recording then? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, we're, we're kind of back. So I guess we'll, we'll start. Welcome to Rom-Com Dudes. Talk about housekeeping. <laughs> house, a little Earlier we said we have no housekeeping. We're clean. And now we have some housekeeping. Uh, we've already been talking for, I would say, 15 minutes. Twenty, uh, yeah. So total is thirty minutes, but that's everything since we've been recording. So, so probably like twenty minutes. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't recording my voice, so you we could probably hear it on Carlton's mic a little bit because yeah. I'm so freaking loud. But that's okay. We'll, it's okay. We'll just start over. Okay. And um, we'll be good. I'm okay. Romcom Dude Number One. I'm Austin. I'm Romcom Dude Number Two. I'm Carlton. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about how we're gonna do. Um, I'll be home for the holidays as our next movie. Excellent. Next. <laughs> uh, we talked about Robbie Down- Robert Downey Jr. for a little while. Awesome. Then we talked about John Favreau. Whoa, they're connected. Iron Man. Excellent. <laughs> John Favreau directed Elf. Lead into okay. our movie. Okay. Then we talked about how Elf got made. In 1993, Elf was written. It was written by, look that up, Carlton, his name. Okay. <clears throat> a guy. Carlton's going to look it up. He wanted an edgier take. Well, guess what? Nobody wanted that, but he sold the movie to uh, to the studio uh, Lionsgate or something. Anyways, he uh, John Favreau wanted to make it, but he said, "I don't want it to be edgy. I want it to be a kids' film, a family film." So David Berenbaum, David Berenbaum. Uh, so John Favreau did some uh, rewrites, and then Will Ferrell came on, and he also did some rewrites with Adam McKay. Adam McKay did Vice. He did The Big Shot, or the the yeah the big the big short. He did Anchorman. Okay, we know who that is. That's how we got to Elf. So here we are at Elf. So then we talked about how nostalgic it is for me, and now I love it. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's where we're at. Sorry. There's a bunch of storytelling there that is just not going to be there. <laughs> But. Maybe I'll throw it in at the end of just Carlton yeah. agreeing with what I'm saying. That'd okay. be very funny. <laughs> so give me the whole file anyways. Okay. Yeah, I didn't delete anything, so. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Every, here's the thing, guys. Here, listeners, the dudes, everyone here listening, this happens to every podcast, okay? There's going to be a corrupt file or some weird mess-ups that happen every time. So apparently what happened, because I think I know what happened. So this is a technical thing. Mm-hmm. So some microphones require what's called phantom power. Okay. And mine doesn't apparently. I thought it did. But apparently I pushed the, pushed the phantom power off when I thought I was pushing something else. So it turned oh. yours off. I think what happened. I thought this required phantom power though. So I don't know. That's my only thing I can think of. That's okay. It's a so. tough job. We get it. <laughs> um, I don't have to do it. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about uh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. Um, so this world, James Con. We one of the things we really like because there's obviously some things we'll kind of get oh, into yeah. with how it's, it's a little bit problematic. It's not. It's probably some of the least problematic stuff in. Oh yeah. A lot of the movies that we sure. watch, there's still some problems. But one of the things that's beautiful about this film is the world building. Yeah. Like you, you're introduced to this world of the North Pole. Excellent rules. Yeah. The thing with one of the problems was that. Um, 
Will Ferrell, Buddy the Elf, is taken from this orphanage on accident. I mean, he crawls into Santa's bag. Accident? He says, oh, yeah, he does say, how did you get in there? Yeah, that's right, that's it's right. unintentional. It was accident. Yeah. yeah. But then he doesn't do anything about it. Right. And so I, I know one of the things I had suggested was that just explain, like, hey, they knew he's in a foster care. He doesn't have a family anyway, so let's be his family. Something yeah. along those lines could have helped. Or been, like, uh, the foster parent or the the... It was a. It wasn't a foster. It was a church ran. What, what are those called? Nursery type thing. Yeah. Anyways, the foster parents, you know, wouldn't be upset. They could have said something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. But they don't. Oh well. I mean, uh, one thing we didn't talk about is kind of how he actually got there. In the in the bag. No, just in the fo- in the church foster. Oh care thing. yeah, his mom died. Yeah. And, and the dad like, didn't want him. Yeah, and it sounded like it was a. Was it a no, because they were, had a relationship. Okay. He didn't know about the baby. Yeah, James Caan knocked up this girl, and the girl died but never told James Caan, the, yeah. the father that we'll learn about later. Yeah. Um, and then we also talked about how, like, there's romantic comedies, which, like, put an emphasis more on romance, which is would be, like, about time, yeah. you know, is more like that. And then there's, like, comedy romance, and this is a comedy romance. Yeah. It's, like, romance doesn't really move the plot line along. Like, it's there. But it's like one scene, and then there's a scene at the end, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Other than the fact that he keeps oogling over him. You could make the argument that like the reason he keeps going back to Santa's workshop, or, or the mall. It's not a mall. It's to the Macy's, to the department yeah. store, is for her. Oh, yeah. So that could be one argument made yeah. uh, for it. But we were talking about, sorry, we disregarded the rule building, but this oh, yeah. is the most important part because it's awesome. This is good rule. This is good world building. So they talk about the three elves. There's uh, the, the elves that make cookies and trees. There's the, the elves that make shoes. And then the top dogs are the elves that make toys for Santa. Yeah. Excellent. That's amazing. Love it. We, already t- we talked 10 minutes about that. Yep. That's okay. It's still awesome. <laughs> the second thing they talk about, oh, I brought up the rules while you were fixing oh, nice. the thing. So, and one of the things well, while you bring that up is we kind of talked about with John Favreau and deciding with this film he wanted his little CGI as possible. Yeah. So, so th- even the set design for the North, North Pole is very bright and vibrant and it just helps with this, uh, I don't know if authentic is the right word I want to use, but just very goofy, fanta- fantastical yeah. world. It's a very nostalgic look on the old kind of classic holiday movies. Yeah. Like R- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Or um, uh, what other one? Which uh, 100% the, snow, the stop motion snowman is from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and yeah. It's got to be the same company that did that then. No, I doubt it. It's I guess it'll so say long. his name. Yeah. But... uh so here's the three rules they say at school. So number one is treat every day like Christmas. Oh, yeah. Number two is there's room for everyone on the nice list. And number three is this is the most important rule because the other two rules they never bring up again. <clears throat> but the third rule is uh, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yep. Such It's well written. That's it a is. cool line. It is. And so they learn about those three things in school and growing up. You learn that like elves are really quick and, and nimble with their fingers so they can make toys super fast and no other creature on, in the world can make a elf or make toys as fast yeah. as elves can. Because Santa tried to use gnomes and trolls. But they didn't work. Gnomes drink too much and trolls didn't know how to contain their bodily functions. Bodily functions. That's right. And uh, so Santa kept with the elves. And elves are always just so friendly. You know, they look mm-hmm. so nice. 
And they were so portrayed cute. as very friendly in this. Yeah, and uh, super energetic. And, uh, the four food groups, you know, candy, <laughs> candy cane, candy corn, and syrup. That's what I want. So it's another part of that world building. Um, they wanted to make a sequel to this, but I want to talk about this at the end. But okay. we'll, we'll talk about sequels. Interesting. I know about that. Later. So that's where we're at. Like, w- this first little bit is all world building, this first 15 minutes. And you get introduced to Buddy, and he grows up and learns the rules and the ways of the elves. Yep. So then the second part is, like, more world building in the sense of, like, uh, uh, Bob Newhart introduces the sled to Buddy. Oh, and yeah. we learn that Buddy is not very good at building toys. And he 100% thinks he's an elf. That's like all this happens in this time. But um, so he goes and he, wait, he learns he's an elf before he makes the sled, right? I think so, because I think that's kind of. Or he's not an elf. Yeah. So he, he learns that he's not an elf because he's terrible at building toys. They, you know, they ask him like, how many toys have you built? And he's like, 87, which in our minds we're like, oh, that's a lot of Etch-a-Sketches. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of toys. Everyone's just so like, <gasps> oh my baffled. Gosh. And at first you're like, wow, maybe he's really good at this. And then you learn like, no, he needs to be at like a thousand yeah. <laughs> for the day. And so um, he also the scene. So there, apparently there's like uh, within the toy, like it sounds like there's kind of levels. They don't really explain this. Maybe they do. And it just was very quick that there's people who will test the toys as well. Yeah. So they have them test the toys. It really just, it kind of, it's a lot of characterization for Buddy the Elf. that He's doing the... Jack in the box. Uh-huh. And he gets scared every time. Every it's funny time. to me. <laughs> it's very funny. The way That's he... the best scene. Cause it, well, it's very funny because they like bring it back to like throughout. There's a part where he finds out he's the he's not an elf. And then that's like the, the clown comes back. Oh, yeah. And the dream. And then his at little... the very end, too, in the Santa Claus or when he's helping Santa get out of New York, like it pops up. It's very subtle, but it's there. It pops oh. up a little bit. Uh, in my opinion, it cuts a little too fast, but... It's when he, he falls down on the bag of toys. Yeah, it pops in front of his face. Okay. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, so he's toy testing, and then he overhears two elves talking about how, like, oh, I can't believe Buddy thinks he's an elf. He's not an elf. He's a human. If he, if he hasn't figured out he's not an elf yet, he won't ever figure it out. It's yeah. kind of one of the phrases they say. So he, like, runs away, and he goes, sits in the toilet. All this is forced perspective, so it looks so cool. Like, he looks giant in all of this. Which, if you haven't seen Elf by now, just turn this off. Go watch Elf. Yeah. You know, don't listen to this. Watch Elf, then listen to this. Yeah. It it's it's so worth it. No matter how you, if you have to buy it, rent it on Amazon, whatever it may be, it's worth. It's totally it's worth. worth it. I think it's because it, it'd be an interesting like kind of task because obviously the pre-production had a for this for the North Pole because for example the the toilet mm-hmm. like. There's no need for forced perspective in that, so they nope. built a tiny toilet that he oh, had yeah. to sit on. Well, and even the set where he kind of learns that he's not an elf, I I feel like they just built a tiny set, and then they, like... Well, there is forced perspective used there, but it's really just, like, him looking... I don't know. Just yeah. still built a tiny set. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, because I'm wondering, because there's... So when he... So when he finds out that he's human, he has, like, this daydream? Like, I don't know what it is. There's this weird, like... His mind goes crazy. You know, it like feels like a dream. Yeah, hallucinates. That's the word I was looking for. And he falls on that guy. Oh, right. But I, think, I wonder how they did that. I think it was a child. Oh. It, yeah, it looked like a child. For, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 
or a small actor. Yeah. You know, a uh, little person. So I, but it looked like a child to me because I was, I was wondering the same thing. So I was kind of looking close. I, was like, I didn't even think about that. that. Cause I didn't, I like, I didn't know about the first perspective thing. I was, I had no idea. Yeah. It makes sense. That's why it looks. Cause doing that CGI would look weird, especially right. in 2003. Well, and they, they use CGI now, but like that that 2003 was the time to use forced perspective because they were doing it in The Hobbit or mm. in Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. It was like this weird time of everything's forced perspective. That'd be so, so difficult to film. Oh, yeah. Because you got to have these two levels of playing field that are not close together, yeah. right? They, you have to make it look close together. Their eye lines have to match up. Yeah. There has to be a person acting behind like Will Ferrell. Mm. So that they could see. I'm sure that's how they did it. Yeah. Um, especially there's that part where Will Ferrell always sits on on Papa Elf's lap. That's one where like forced perspective. Yeah. They somebody probably sat on his lap or something. Put they put something on his lap because it yeah. looks like there's weight on it. Yeah. So. I I don't know. Interesting. Just to I guess to put guys t- like tell you what forced perspective is is what happens is there's. A, a foreground and a background, right? So the foreground is the front and the background is the back, of course. So the foreground they use, um, that would be where Will Ferrell is. He's closer to the lens and the background is where uh, James, or not James Caan, um, Bob Newhart would be. Yeah. And so what they would do is Bob Newhart is sitting in a chair and Will Ferrell would walk over and sit on like a chair, but not on Bob Newhart's lap. That looks like it's sitting on Bob Newhart's lap. You can look up this kind of stuff on YouTube. Like just look up a forced perspective on YouTube, and yeah. something will so show even, you. I think there's even behind the scenes shots of uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, showing the forced perspective with uh, Gandalf and and uh, um, it's not Bilbo. Bilbo, like, it is Bilbo, or not Bilbo. Baggins, one of the Baggins. No, it's Bilbo. Like, no, it's not because no, that's not. It's, uh, Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> idiots yeah good thing my wife doesn't listen to this she'd make fun of me so hard we watch that movie a lot <laughs> so frodo there's the one where they're sitting in the carriage together that you see a lot where like uh frodo is they like built this carriage all weirdly looking and and frodo is yeah. way close to this lens and and uh and gandalf is sitting kind of further back but other way around other way around yeah. no because yeah, gandalf yeah, is bigger you're right, you're right yeah anyways yeah forced perspective it's used a lot not so much anymore. They use a lot. I mean, more in this movie, night. like the yes. whole, all of that first, all of North, most North Poles is filmed like that. They still use it um, to, like, portray emotion on on actors. They do a split lens kind of forced perspective where, uh, like, if a, a character is thinking deeply, they'll do this this forced perspective where the person's face is very close, but then you can see like someone in the background. Oh. And they're like thinking about each other, like yeah. that's what you're portraying, or or like they're upset with each other, or or like maybe it's evil, like one's one person's good, one person's evil, but yeah. they're trying to just show a lot of emotion in someone's face. So that's another way uh, of doing that. I saw a movie recently where they were doing that. Was it Star Wars? I've been rewatching the Star Wars, which I said last week. That's what I'm going to be doing during the my Christmas break. Ooh, nice. Um, which order are you going to watch them in? I'm going to watch them chronological. So I'm gonna watch. I haven't watched the animated stuff, like Clone Wars and stuff. You're not. You're gonna watch the yeah. Clone Wars. Holy crap! There's a lot. Well, is there? There's okay, like maybe five I won't. seasons. Oh wow, maybe well, I there's won't. Clone Wars, and then there's another animated series. One of them has a lot. Yeah, there's Clone Wars, and there's Rebels. I think is what the oh, one's called. Oh, Rebels. I think Clone Wars is the good one. Is my understanding. Oh, and I, I hear it's really good, but it's there's like five seasons, oh, okay. and then Rebels only has like two or three. But because Rebels is, 
I think it's after the. Maybe not. I, I, Clone Wars is prequels. Yeah. And I Rebels don't know where is. Rebels is. I think Rebels is after. The Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Because Mandalor- we're watching Mandalorian, and it takes place after Return of the Jedi. It's five years. I think after? Was, yeah, five years after Return of the Jedi. You, did you watch the newest episode that I came out today? I have Not the one that came out today. So I just watched the one with on Tatooine. Okay. So it makes... It's so confusing. I wish they did a timeline episode because... It's frustrating to watch like Star Wars Episode Seven. Why? Why do we end up talking about Star Wars every week? Doesn't matter. It's like Star Wars and Pixar. Um, so Star Wars Episode Seven takes place how many years after Return of the it's Jedi? Quite a bit. Forty. Yeah, something like that. Because the okay, the Alliance or the Rebels win at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And they take over, but then so what happens between Return of the Jedi and? Uh, Force Awakens that makes them bad, like that makes the the rebels bad again. What like what took over? Don't they talk about that in uh? I I guess Force... I need to freaking rewatch them because like. <laughs> Have you watched Force Awakens yet? Yes. Well, no, I need to. But like, I'm watching the Mandalorian and the good guys are in this latest episode, so I don't want to spoil anything. But something happens with like the rebels. Oh, talk about the rebels. It doesn't talk about the rebels. It shows. A, <laughs> it's pretty. It's not like a spoiler. It's not really surprising or cool there's no no cool characters but it's just like what happened then like between the you know return of the jedi and the force awakens so if you know please tell me or i just need to watch the force awakens again i guess i was like i feel like it's explained in force awakens but it's been a while since i watched that so well maybe it was um uh what's the guy who gets cut in half in return of the or uh the last jedi you know what i'm talking about the the guy who had the face and he had uh he kind of helped Kylo Ren become... Oh, Snoke? Snoke. Maybe Snoke explains it. Because he's, like, in charge in Re- yeah. Last, or Return of the... Or Force Awakens. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, we're not here. We're talking about Elf. <laughs> we wanted to be done early. That's what Carlton said. I did say that. Okay. We'll be fine. We're doing... We're fine on time. Where are we? Uh, okay, so this <laughs> is when, buddy, more to, world building happens. We love here. the beginning of this movie, obviously. So good. Actually, I do. I do like... I think... The first two acts are so good, and the third act's okay. And even then, it's really just even the last half of the third act. It's really like... Yeah. The third act in general is the weaker of all of them, but it's really just the the end of the third act. It's yeah. really like, meh. Yeah, it's true. So, um, Papa Elf shows Buddy the sled, Santa sled. And he's like, wow, this is amazing. Like, what do you do for it? And he's like, well, I have to build this. I built this engine in the 60s because... Uh, you know, the Santa sleigh won't run without it. And Buddy's like, well, I thought Christmas cheer made the the sleigh run. And he's like, yeah, but people really haven't had Christmas cheer um, for a long time. And so it needs some help. I love this scene because of the explanation of... Of Santa. (laughs) Of of Santa. (laughs) It's so great because they are like... But he's like, but like, how can you not believe in Santa? And he's like, well, kids think that like Santa is mom and dad and that like... And Buddy's like, what? So he, they think mom and dad eat the cookies? Oh or, my god! My favorite line is, "How could they? How could they all take care of it in one night?" <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So that's that's uh, the the sled and yeah. more world building. It's so good because yeah. it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. know, it's ran by Christmas cheer. I think it's interesting because I, I I had the opportunity to take a screenwriting class um, last year, and it's interesting when people do exposition. 
software world building. Mm-hmm. There's a good way and there's a bad way of doing it. And I can't remember all the details in it, but really, as long as it's conversational. Yeah. And I think this one kind of helps that it feels kind of like a book. Like kinda, you kind of get that at the end. But so that, it, that helps. Uh-huh. But like this, I feel like is some of the best world building for that reason. Like mm-hmm. it's just conversation. Right. Like it's not like... Because there's a little bit of narration at the beginning, but yeah. you kinda, it makes but sense it's for this. But it's part of the world, though. Yeah, it, it, it works for this. But it's just interesting when you have stuff that has a lot of exposition is needed mm-hmm. and how well someone can do it. And they do a great job with this. Yeah. And I, for me, exposition, if it's exciting to listen to, yeah, that's like a big part of, for me is like, I guess my greatest example for exposition is the Oceans, level, the Oceans movies. I've never seen those. They're just so good at explaining things in the most intriguing ways, I feel like. Yeah. And, or uh, I think Lord of the Rings does a really oh, yeah. good job too. Uh, and it, again, it, it's just like the way they can talk about this world and how it's the best to live in. I don't know. Anyways, that's that's world building. Uh, Buddy finds out he's a or he's human, and he leaves. That's yep. kind of the first fifteen minutes or whatever. What does the narwhal say? Michelle says this line to me all the time. Oh, it's the best. Okay, this What's is the best scene. No, we're gonna get there. This is the best part of the like imagery wise. It looks so good, right? So he runs he runs outside to go to New York, and he meets uh, the snowman, right? Because. Or, of- there's the a few. Snowman comes in earlier, and he's like, "What's what's wrong, buddy?" <laughs> oh yeah, because he talks to him once. Yeah, when he finds out he's not a when he's not a elf, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're six foot three, and you yeah." What else does he say? <laughs> well, yeah, that line's funny. What did he does he say? You're six foot three, and oh, what does he say? Anyways, you'll look that up. I'm looking it up because those because char- there's a couple characters. There's a penguin. There's a puffin. Yeah, the puffin, the snowman. There's another creature too. There's three of them, right? Yeah. There's the puffin. Uh, Is it a walrus or something? No, it's a it's a polar bear. Oh, it's polar like bear. A mini polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> Small um, polar bear. It's like the same size as the puffin. Um. No, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, oh, you're six foot three, and you've been growing a beard since fifth grade. Oh, That's yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I remembered that off memory. Didn't look it up on my phone. I just want all the listeners to know that. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> so he meets like, and it's all stop motion. It looks so Gosh. good. It looks, it's today, it just looks amazing. And and those three characters are like, I hope you, you know, like, uh, like, bye, buddy, bye. And then like this rumbling <laughs> narwhal comes out of the water and it's scary, right? But I love it's that because like, it's like intense music and the, the three characters are all scared and it's just this narwhal just like comes out. Yeah, and then he says, I hope you find your dad. Hope you find... <laughs> and Michelle like, quotes at me all the time. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Will Ferrell. Dad. I know you. we kind of talked about, it was actually, we can say this. You said Will Ferrell deserves an Oscar. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that got cut out. I think this is his best acting. Yeah. 100%. I think this is his best acting in any movie that he's been in. 100%. And he's been in a lot of good stuff, too, I think. Like, Step Brothers is up there, but, like, this is very, very good. He He's so fun. Yeah. He's he's electric. You know, like, he is a magnet. He, he pulls you in. Yeah, because he's been in so many, like, more adult comedy things. I, th- I don't know. It's pretty split. Like, he does these PG-13 comedy movies well, I mean, and he's done a couple rated R but mostly it's been PG-13. I mean even the PG-13 are a little more geared towards an older yeah audience. for sure or like a teenage 
kind of 16, 17, 18 year old crowd. I feel yeah. like college. Just, yeah. Um, but this one, like, like I just want to see him. Like, I think he could still. I don't know he's getting old, but he's not that old. I think he's fifty. Yeah, he's still like, like. I just want to see him do something like this again. Yeah, I like he does such a good job. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything really recently. He was in the, the Daddy's Home too. Was his most recent oh, thing? Yeah. I think. Well, he was in uh, uh, between the between two firms. Oh, was movie. he in that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he was in a. Quite a few times. He did Saturday Night Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why. He wasn't promoting anything. I think it's just to boost numbers. Oh, okay. Kind of a, he didn't even do any, like, nostalgic things, but, you know, like but Jeopardy. Will yeah, it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> uh, he did this sketch where he was, did The Wizard of Oz <laughs> and in this, Saturday, this last Saturday Night Live, and uh, he's like, <laughs> the girl wakes up, uh, uh, Dorothy wakes up, and... and She's looking around. She's like, oh, my gosh, you were in my dream. You were in my dream. And then, like, these little people come in. <laughs> they're like, were we in your dream? <laughs> Will Ferrell plays the, the main little person. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you were. And he, he's like, what, what was I? Like, what was I doing in your dream? And she's like, oh, you know, just uh, you were a mayor. And he's like, oh, really? A mayor of what town? <laughs> He's like, I'm a doctor here. What, what, like, what am I in your town? And he's, like, she's like, you're the mayor of Munchkin Town. And he's like, <laughs> he's just like super offended and like. I'll have to look that up. It's so funny. Uh, anyways, Will Ferrell. It's interesting because like I feel like a lot of comedians don't. They like outstay their welcome a lot of times. Yeah. You could name, you know, like Chevy Chase in the 80s and 90s. He was one that, like, now you don't really hear of him anymore. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Dan Aykroyd. And then more recently, uh, I don't know, like, Jonah Hill. You know, he was he started out as a comedian, but, like, now he does serious stuff. Yeah. Or, like, Michael Sarah. I, you know, don't really yeah. hear about him. I know him. he does a lot of theater. Yeah. But, like, Will Ferrell, he's still doing comedy. Yeah. It's like, a ton of comedy. Yeah. I think he just... I I know that there's a lot of interesting things said about Michael Sarah, like working wise, mm-hmm. but like I've heard you hear nothing but good things about Will Ferrell. Yeah, I think that helps him. Yeah, or like you know like Ben Stiller, you don't know, he he does things still. A lot of these people I still know, do a lot of things, but Will Ferrell is like oh, a still leading man. Yeah, he could still a leading sell out movies, a leading comedy man. Yeah, and because I think Ben Stiller does a lot of directing and writing. Right, I think like Steve Carell, same thing. Like he doesn't he, do comedy anymore. Yeah. Just because he, I don't know and he's why. Because he's good at drama. Yeah, I I wish he'd go back to comedy because we're too. watching The Office right now and it's like he's so good. He's, he's so the best good. part of that. Yeah, he he really. Is. Well, I mean, I think it's a fun cast. Oh yeah, I think The Office has a really good cast. It but does. He of course is the best part. Once yeah. he leaves, it kind of goes downhill. Yeah. But that's been my one thing why I've never really wanted to watch it because I've only seen the first. Because he's in six seasons, right? Yeah, he leaves in season six or something. Yeah, like that. And I've seen I've seen course. the first five. You need to watch season six is actually one of the better. Oh really? Yeah, it's because he's still in it. Yeah. Until about the end, and then even the end, it's still pretty good. It's that seven, <clears throat> that eight, that seventh season is rough. It's really rough. Oh, that's unfortunate. And the eighth season's better, but like is that the final season? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the one like they there's a wedding at the end. It's like ten years later, and yeah, Steve Carell does show up. I've heard that that last if you're. And I think it probably helps if you're into it. Like I heard that last episode apparently is really emotional. It is. You should watch it. Uh, I want it's to. Leaving Netflix at the end of the year, I think. The end of the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So probably won't watch weeks. it. Then. <laughs> I, don't have the, I don't have time to watch. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're watching Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 
What are we talking? Oh, we talking so about he just leaves. He's on his journey. There's yep. like he meets a raccoon. It's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I love the line though, where he's like, "I traveled across the candy cane uh, forest into the Gumdrop Island, then I went into the Lincoln Tunnel." <laughs> I love that because the Lincoln Tunnel is just yeah. a New York thing. Like these two like made up lands, and then the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I always love because he he talks about it a few times. Yeah. Um, his journey to New York is a lot of fun. Uh, it's entertaining. It's a great way to know, like he's going from, uh, uh, place the North pole to New York. Like they do that really well. (coughs) It's not just like transitional shots from a helicopter. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I also think it's funny how like, they don't really explain this, but he obviously is influenced magically in some way. Yeah. The the fact that he walks from the North pole to New York. Just fine. And then the snowball scene is another yeah. one. I think the elves, and he builds like, he can build uh, like magical things, like yeah. a horse. And yeah. I was thinking about that too. The elves have magic, you yeah. would think. And then, of course, Santa does. That's yeah. a big part of it too. So I don't think it, it doesn't, it's not, it's just me because I'm in an analytical mind when I watch it. So I notice it. But I, like, I notice as a viewer, like, I don't think it's, you don't care. Right. Like it doesn't distract from it to realize, like, wait, how no. does he do that? Because it's interesting to watch. Yeah. It's not like, and it's good storytelling. Yeah, it's not like, oh, he's walk, walking from the North Pole to New York. It was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. It's just like, oh, wow, yeah, it's funny and entertaining. Yeah. So I want to talk about the New York, when he first gets to New York. So Will Ferrell, John Favreau, and a cameraman went to New York, just those three, and Will Ferrell dressed up as, as Buddy. And uh, John Favreau would go up to strangers and be like, hey, do you want to make a couple bucks? And people would be like, Sure. He's like, do you want to be a background in a movie? And they would like grill a shoot the, these beginning really? New York scenes. So the, all that New York stuff is like real people. So like him taking the flyers was a real person, like people who actually did that. Or like the the Lincoln Tunnel scene was real. Like they just shot that of him walking across the the Lincoln Tunnel. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's other what there's other ones where he's like hopping across the street or um how they do i imagine the the taxi stuff wouldn't have counted for that yeah i'm sure they didn't do that 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 wasn't part of it yeah um but there's there's other human interactions yeah. um there what is that mall it's not a mall what's that department store called gringle it's it's a famous <laughs> it's not there anymore it's macy's now but back in the day it was anyways people in new york are going to kill us but that's okay uh, no, that's the that's the bank in Harry Potter. <laughs> it's something like that, though. Yeah, Gringotts. No, Gringotts is Gringotts the, is the Harry Potter one. The Gr- maybe it is Grinwalds. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Anyways, I remember even I didn't know they said the the name. Did they say the name? They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's a real place. It's just not there anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, my favorite scene though in this part is when he goes in and says "World's best cup of coffee," and then he goes in and he's like, "Congratulations, oh, yeah. world's best cup of coffee! I'm so proud of all of you." <laughs> it's like just like minorities working in there. It's not like any special coffee place. I'm not saying minorities. Lo- I'm saying like, it just looks like this diner, but like a kind of a drag of a place. Yeah. I like the callback to this oh, yeah. too. During the date. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Um, so this is a, this seems a lot of fun. And yeah. then he goes to the empire state building. He learns that that's where his dad works. Another logic step, right? Like, how does he know where his dad works? They say something about it. 
um, Santa or something, they say something about it in the North Pole, I think. Do they? They just, I thought they just, oh, yeah, Papa Elf does say he yeah. works on the 34th floor yeah. or something. But still, it's it's still a logic jump because there's oh, probably yeah. multiple businesses on the 34th Oh, yeah. That, you know, it's okay. So uh, he gets in the elevator and he's like, ooh, Christmas lights. It's a great scene. Uh, he turns on all the lights on the on the elevator. Can you cancel those? Do you know? There's I think gotta be a way. I think I read somewhere that you can. If you push them again or something. Yeah, I think it's if you like. I think you just have to like hold it down. Okay, I'm something sure like that. There has to be because yeah. there's children who've done that before. Yeah. And every person ever with that many buttons wants to do that. That's like there's a weird status like a vicarious satisfaction watching him do that. Oh yeah. Okay, I gotta pee. So um, talk about. Buddy the Elf or Will Ferrell or something. <laughs> he's going to go pee in the snow. <coughs> in case you didn't hear that, he's going to go pee in the snow. Man, this is unusual. It's always just me taking breaks. Wait, Carlton. It's not snowing anymore. Would you look at that? I was right. You got to tell him what I said. It's not snowing anymore. And that was the trailer door. We film in a camp trailer because it's cold. And there isn't really any rooms where I live that doesn't have a person next door. And we film kind of late. We need to be quiet. We don't want to wake up people. So we come into a camp trailer. We do have a, well, not me. My father-in-law, whom I live with, has a shop that I've done most of my recordings. But (coughs) it's really cold in there. And so this is much more insulated. It's not like warm, warm. We turned on a heater before. And it's a good time. So... Um, this is weird talking by myself. I don't know if I could ever do a podcast by myself. I think I need a co-host. I apologize. I did not talk about Buddy the Elf. Oh, that's fine. I talked about the noises and why and why we record where we record. Not interesting. We didn't talk about um uh, the score. We did it on the corrupted one, but not this one. Oh. Just how we just talked about how good the score was. Yeah. That uh, this is. Very good music. Like, here's where it is for me. Like, because I'm a musician, like, I really pay attention to something. I'll initially pay attention to something's good or bad uh-huh. right away. But then where, where it really comes to me is if I can remember it. Yeah, this one. And for memorable. me, for me, it's not. Oh, you don't? I, I can't. Really? I wouldn't be able to, like, hum anything from it for you. Oh, it's like a. Oh, it's a. Because it's a. And it's like a choir singing. It's a rendition. It's a. It's a Christmas, uh, like a modern Christmas song. Was it called? Oh, is it? I think so. I'll have to listen to it. I think it's a. I think it's Believe. Josh Groban Believe. It is. I. Yes, but, but this was first. I think. Yeah, it was. But and I think where the the music originally for that the the choir for Believe uh-huh. is. I think it's an older. Oh, it could piece of be. music. I think it is. Oh, you could be right. That's a good that's, that's, I want to do research on that. Though. It's very common for scores to borrow. Yeah, yeah. That's because it's endless, right? Like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It's really, really, um, it's really interesting to like um, study scores for that reason. Like, they'll borrow from one of the most common things. This is really distracting me. Probably should talk about this at Nightmare for Christmas because. Danny Elfman and John Williams are really known for using. It's called Diaseri. Uh-huh. It's a bum 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 bum. Oh. The 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 actual melody goes on a little longer, but it's the it's the theme for death. Oh, and it was okay. uh, <clears throat> the romantic era of um, classical music heavily influenced early film composition. I gotcha. Like heavy. Right. Uh, I know Stanley Kubrick was like a 
big on that. Like yeah. he almost only used classical music. Yep, and that was, that's that's why. It's because a lot of early music they just used old pieces of Romantic era music, and so it really influenced. Especially, you can really hear it with like John Williams. Like there's a yeah. lot of similarities when you listen to him and you listen right. to like. Like, that's why he's a really commonly listened to, just like, he. that's why he does concerts to this day still. Mm-hmm. And it's for older people usually, because there's a lot of similarities between the classical music that people like to listen to and his music. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I'm, I'm because of the music thing, I'm going to actually look that up, just because I'm really curious about that with... Because I know I recognize the melody. Yeah, that's so I'm wondering what it is. Where the it's melody. Like a, it's Believe. It's... Da, na, 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 na. <clears throat> I do remember yeah. now. Now that you pointed that out, but I believe came out with Polar Express, and yeah. Polar Express didn't come out until like 2008 or something, yeah. 2006. Yeah. So I don't know. It must, it's from another. <clears throat> it's either old, from something or just coincidence. Or it's coincidence. Because it is a common melody. Yeah. I've heard melodies like that before, but I just like how <clears throat> they he uses like Christmas bells really well. And oh, he yeah. He uses like a children's choir or something yep. for the melody. It just <clears throat> sounds very Christmassy. Yep. That's why I liked it so much. And it stood out to me, like yeah. it it, stood, it stands out. And I know, like that's yeah, it's totally okay if it doesn't stand out. And um, it stands out enough moments, though that when you when you talked about it, I remembered it yeah. immediately. That I like. There's moments where I think it's not good. Where yeah, it's just like generic, like dum, dum, dum. yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Like there's a because there we'll get to it in a little bit. There's a, they go on a date. Him and the, the love interest Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. and like everything about what's the her music. name? Without looking it up, Jovi. You're, I think you're right. Joe, I didn't I, know. Was, and I've seen this movie a hundred times. Because I heard him say it. I'm like, what was that? So I looked it up while I was watching it. Oh, okay. I think that's the only reason I remember it. And my phone's going to die. So. Anyway, yeah, One sorry. last thing. Okay. Yes, Jovi. I win. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it's weird, and that's why I remember it. Uh, don't eat the yellow snow outside, <laughs> buddy. It's one of the things he says at the beginning. So, okay. So he meets his dad, and they think it's a Santagram. Super fun. I love that. It's I so don't know what a Santagram is. Okay, so a Santagram is like, um, there's a company, there's companies out there that you can like hire people to sing you a song dressed up. It's exactly what you just saw in that movie. So oh. it'll be like uh, on on uh, Thanksgiving. No, yeah, uh, Thanksgiving would be weird. Like uh, Valentine's Day, you could hire a, not a Santagram, <laughs> but like. Uh, uh, somebody dress up as like an angel or something and they'll they'll bring you flowers and they'll sing you a song like a love song and then it's from someone so you're Is that a job i mean probably in new york yeah not, it, not well not here <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean they probably do other things yeah um but yeah that's yeah I, probably like a flower company would, would uh, hire okay. a couple people to do that or or whatever <coughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So he dresses up as a, or he goes up and he's like, hey, dad. He's like, okay, like sing a song or whatever, which I love because that last rule, right? It's like, uh, to spread Christmas cheer, you got to sing loud for all to hear. I also love all of Will Ferrell singing is not like actual. It's not a song. Ever. Because <laughs> the two you, or three. Dad, you're the best. <laughs> I also like that all the, the, is either, is it three times he sings or just the two times? I think it's just the two. Yeah, just the Well, cause... he sings Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, yeah. But, but the two are made. He has the two that are It's like that. the same melody. It's yeah. a similar thing. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> so he's like, it's kind of, I love, I like the song, but it's kind of weird. You keep calling me dad. And he's like, no, you're my dad. And then he says the mom's name. And she, he's like, oh, get him out of here. Get get him out of here. And then he like looks into this this woman. Yep. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Well, he knew, but he's like, yeah, that's that's her. He does know her. Interesting. 
Yeah. Well, he didn't know he had a kid with them. Well, yeah, yeah. So. So that's true. He he didn't know. I um, guess. An, sorry. Quick story thing. Um, one thing that you find out in the beginning when he finds out about his dad is Santa's like there is there's one bad thing. He's on the naughty list. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that's a lot of his character arc. James Con. James Con. Yep. And you kind of get a feeling for that as he. So it's one of the nights that he goes home, and I can't think of his wife's name. She's in a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that there's tension from his work because he leaves dinner to go do work. Yeah. He works for a publishing company, yeah, is what I get. Children's books. Children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and you can tell that he's just very. At first, I thought he did like shady stuff, but no, he's just overly devoted to work instead of family. Yeah, what... he he's trying to like save the company money. He just loves his his company. Really. Yeah. I don't know if it's a love, but he like wants to do the best he can for yeah. the company that he works for. I, he's an editor, I guess, is what he. Yeah, that's what it. That's what I gathered from it. Because the two, um, Andy Richter and uh, Kyle Kyle Gass, those are the two. They're authors. Because is that Kyle Gass, yeah, from oh. Tenacious D. Yeah, I thought it was a. For some reason, I thought it was a. I can't even think of the actor's name from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but not. Yeah, it is Kyle Gass. It's yeah. not. I didn't realize how similar those two looked. Anyways, um, yeah, they do kind of look similar. The one who's the cop, right? The, yeah, the, the yeah, because there's the two. I can't even think of their names right now. Yeah. Scully and Hitchcock. Hitchcock. He's, he's Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize it was Kyle Gass. Yeah, I didn't realize he which didn't is kind of interesting. Now that you say that out loud, it's like, oh, like he's so devoted to his job that he's willing to like cut money and <clears throat> all these things, which I guess is shady practices because then the owner or the president or the CEO comes in and is like, you know, like make make this book work. And he's like, well, you know, I did the best I can. I'm trying to save the company money. You know, like thinking yeah. about that, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, he's trying his best, but he did it in a probably a terrible way. Yeah. Because the reason was, is he knew that the last two pages... <laughs> Mike fell into my <laughs> face. He knew the last two pages of the book were missing, and that's what he got in trouble for. Oh, yeah. And so that's the reason he has to stay uh, on Christmas Eve to pitch a book. So he gets the two children authors in, Kyle Gass and Andy Richter, to okay. pitch the book yeah i was like i was trying to remember like beyond just i forgot that he was doing some shady, a little bit of shady stuff like yeah probably technically legal yeah it's but kind of it doesn't help you in the long run yeah you should have just done it right the first yeah. time because then there's also the interaction with uh with the uh, catholic the nun oh yeah he's taking what... the the book from the children taking the books from the children because they can't pay for them oh yeah yeah because Really, he's just doing the. He's making business decisions, and yeah. honestly, like that would happen in real life. And yeah, yeah they're villainous, and and it's just it's con or it's communism. It's capitalism. <laughs> capitalism, you know, like that's what's happening here. But you know, like capitalism equals bad in, in movies <laughs> or whatever. Yep. I, which is, you know, I'm not the biggest capitalist in the world, but I understand the advantages and the disadvantages. There's yeah. ne- there's negativity and positivity to both. Yep. Um, some people think it's a perfect system. Some people don't. Uh, it's got its flaws. But uh, why are we talking about this? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got into politics with my uh, coworker today, and I was just like, I don't want to. I'm not going to talk about this with you. I'm kind of curious afterwards. Well, uh, well, Trump. You know, he he. The House Judiciary. Judiciary. I, I've stopped paying attention. It. They, they're 
that it's moving to the House for impeachment. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Crazy. I thought that. Fourth president ever. Oh. Anyways, we're not here talking about politics. I wasn't saying <laughs> I'm for Trump or against Trump right here, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm just fine. I'm being bipartisan here. You are. Uh, okay. What are we talking Back about? Back to Buddy the Elf. So he learns that, yeah, probably my child... Does he take him to the doctor at this moment? When he comes back. So. Oh, no, they go to the, the department store. I think Elf goes to the yeah. department store. Okay. So there is a, there is some time. Because I know it's not the, the first day he meets him because he gets kicked out. This scene makes me laugh because this this boss. Is the best. Is the best. But you can tell that he doesn't know what he's doing because he just randomly tells his buddy to, to start working. Yeah. You would think he would know his own employees. I mean, it is Christmas rush, you know, like maybe they, I guess they probably hire like 10 hires. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, and it's New York. There's a lot of people to me. It's not that unbelievable. If you saw someone dressed like that at Santa's toy shop or whatever, you know, the North yeah. pole. I love that scene. He's like, this is the North pole. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Then where's Santa? What does he say? Um, where's the snow? Oh, where's then where's the snow? <laughs> then he just like leaves. <laughs> um, I actually the best parts are in this in the in the department store. In my, oh yeah. In my opinion, I I love 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 this part. Yeah. Because like you meet Zoe Deschanel and um, he's like just trying to get a feel of this place. And then he learns that Santa's coming the next day. Right. And he gets so excited. He's like, Santa, oh, I love Santa. And he's like, uh, the store closes and he prepares for the next day. Uh, I think this moment's a little later. Like, I think then he, he's allowed back, uh, in James, James Conn's life a little bit, right. A little bit later. It's, it's the, that's that day. Oh, so he does build the whole, I think I'm trying to remember. Does he go there before he goes to jail? Does he go back to? Yeah, he the jail's done... a little bit later. It's pretty late into the movie. No, it's no, not. no, it's not. Because that's where he goes. He ends up going home with him at that point. Right, but he doesn't go to jail because of the. Why does he go to jail? Because he tackles the Santa. Oh because right. Of... Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's why he re, like goes back to his dad. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he builds the Winter Wonderland. It looks amazing, right? Like it's so beautiful. It's so cool. The set designer did such a good job, like transforming this old department store into this Winter Wonderland. I love how charming. Like you can tell, it's like just hit, like hit. Like they did a good job making it look like he was just using what he had. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like there's Legos, and there's just like um, and he's just cutting up paper. Like yeah, and then there's cotton from the from the uh, pillows and yeah. using it as snow. It's so good. And then you're kind of introduced to Zoe Deschanel during all of this too. Um, <coughs> She's kind of creeped out by him. Yeah, because the next morning he hears her sing. Well, so before that oh. he asks her to sing. He's like, oh, this is the North Pole. You should sing. You like singing. He's, she's like, no, I'm not going to sing in front of anyone. This is major, right? This yeah. is, comes back this, is this is repeated a few times. So he's like, no, come on, sing. And she's like, no, I'm not going to sing. And then kind of leaves. Yeah. The boss is like, six inches, ribbon girl. I love that. Um, I don't know why. It's just how he delivers it. Six inches. That guy's funny, though. Um, so she's singing in the shower and Will Ferrell joins her her in the bathroom singing baby it's cold outside and they they like belch it out at the very end baby it's cold outside it's and like the quietest he is the entire movie <laughs> he's singing the second part yeah so 
which you would totally hear, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel looks and it's like, ah, get out, get out, I'm naked, like get out of here, I'm in the shower. He just he covers his eyes, runs right into the lockers. Yes, it's amazing. See, there's moments like that where I'm like, okay, I could see it being PG-13. There, there could be more like, yeah, I, I, or like even the trolls explaining the trolls. There's yeah. some little moments like I can see now. There's a like he gets drunk in the mailroom. You oh, know, he does. That's a moment that could be a and the lot gnomes, And he says, like, the gnomes drink. Okay, I could see. Yeah. So uh, there's moments where I'm like, okay, they just toned it down a lot. Yeah. Um, so he gets out, <coughs> and then uh, he... Santa comes. He gets super excited. He then uh, finds out it's not Santa because he smells like beef and cheese. <laughs> He, he, and he just keeps telling this guy he's not Santa. He lives on a throne of lies. <laughs> it's another thing that Michelle says to me all the time. It's a great line. It is. And uh, he's like, just just shove it, kid. Like, get out of here. And then they fight and tumble. Well, the thing is, he takes his uh, beard. He grabs oh, his beard to turn towards pulls him. It off. Pulls it off. All the kids start screaming. And so Santa starts beating up. Not really chasing him around to tackling him. And then the boss comes and stops it. And yeah. then he get a phone call at Daddy's work. And, yep. and you see Buddy the Elf just in the middle of the jail, just looking around. I love the scene because it's like, I had one phone call. And they wouldn't believe me that you, wouldn't, that you would answer. But here you are. You're here to pick me up. And I'm so glad you're my dad. And, and I'm just like, oh, it's so cute. Like, <laughs> it's so great. It's charming. I used the charming word. I used it too much in the last episode. Now I can only use it once per episode. So there it is. One charming. Did you just decide you used it too much? I listened to the episode and I was like, I use charming a lot. Oh, did you? But That's funny. The prince, the the Christmas Prince is a charming movie. So don't forget that. Okay, here we are. <laughs> so, uh, buddy. and that because I think he has a conversation with his wife before then. You kind of get a little bit of relationship at home. You can tell she's trying. Um, he has a son, mm-hmm. Michael. I think is the son's name. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. Um, you can tell there's just a lot of tension at home because mm-hmm. he works a lot. Um, but then he tells her that I don't know if he tells her before in this same. I don't know if it's before. It's about the same time. About the same he time. Brings him home. He, he lets a. We skipped over the doctor scene. Or no, is it's it? Not yet. Oh, it's not yet. Yeah, yeah. Because he introduces him. <clears throat> oh no! The doctor scene happens right after he goes to jail. Yeah, I think he. Which, didn't, the doctor is John Favreau. John Favreau, which he shows up, I think, in all in all of his movies. Anyways. Does he? Yeah, he's in Swingers. I don't know if he's in Zathura. There's not a lot of people in that film, so yeah, I want to rewatch that movie now. Uh, I think we have it. I think we do too. And I wonder if he's in the Mandalorian secretly. He's he only really wrote he, it. He doesn't direct it. Yeah, he's just considered the creator. He wrote a lot of the episodes too, though. Yeah, says I think he's about. writing. He has writing credits on all of them so far. Uh, he doesn't have it in this last one. Oh, okay. this last was so good. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a heist. They're, picking, oh, nice. they're trying to get someone out. It's really cool. I I have problems with the Mandalorian. I don't think it's like one coherent story. Like I could watch any episode. I feel like, and I wouldn't. I'd I be think fine. that's why I like it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. The only thing that's tying them all together is the Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like this last episode kind of annoyed me with uh, when they're on the desert. Was that ta- Tatooine? That's probably been the most Eisley. And so yeah, that's Tatooine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, the girl is hunting him down? Is that the one? Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think she's hunting him down. She's just because the the guy he runs into the is 
he's trying to get into the guild. He's just trying to yes, find work. Yeah, that's the one where he dies. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah, that episode annoyed me. Because I'm like, why are this is a waste of time. Like, we should be moving the story along. Yeah. There's two episodes left in the season. and like, Oh, that's it? There's Yeah, I think they're only doing eight episodes. Oh, okay. I think they wanted to finish it by the end of the year. And so it's like, well, I don't know. It's annoying. I'm getting annoyed because I'm like, well, there's some mysteries, and I don't feel like you're going to resolve them this season. And so it's like, what? Like, this season's kind of a waste of time. Hmm. It's fine. There's a little bit more in this last episode, but... They're just pulling at nostalgic strings, and that's how they're moving the story along for me. And if it wasn't Star Wars, I think people would be a little bit more. I don't think it'd be as popular as it, as it was. There's a lot of world building that was already established that you don't have to do. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens in these next two episodes. Anyways. Not Star Wars. We back brought to... back Star The Elf is so good, and we're talking about Star Wars? <laughs> will Ferrell should be in a Star Wars movie. That'd be great. That'd be I'd weird. watch that. That'd be an interesting Star Wars movie. <laughs> He's in The Producers. Why not? He's so good in the producers. Yeah, he's so good. He's a comedic part in the producers. Yeah. So, have you seen the original producers? Mm-mm, I forgot there was an original one, huh? That's really good. Okay, so um, where are we? He brings him home. Yeah. Oh no, the doctor's office. It just proves that he's buddy's buddy is James Con's son. Yep. So <coughs> Johnny Fabs in that scene. Yep. Uh, he eats cotton balls, which is actually cotton candy. They use cotton candy. That makes sense. I thought it was, um, uh, almost looks like marshmallows. Yeah, so that's what screen. But cotton candy makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. Brings him home, tells his wife. And, and she's all for it. Yeah, he, she's like, that's great. You know, we all have a past. That's okay. Like, this is, this is awesome. We can have a fun Christmas for it with this. And he says, well, there's one thing. He thinks he's an elf. And, you know, everyone's like, what do you mean? But they... Learn truly find out that he does think he's an elf, one hundred percent. And um, he, they have dinner with him. That belch, there's a burp scene. That's a real burp. Wait, Somebody, what? Yeah, I thought it was a weed whacker. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but I guess some guy recorded. It's not Will Ferrell's. <coughs> well, yeah, he's just. Yeah, but it's some guy recorded that. What? That's, That's amazing. Yeah. Uh. So then James Conn asks, like, how long do you? you know, think about staying. And he's like, Oh, uh, as long as I can, you know, forever. I think he says forever. Yeah. And he's like, okay, good night. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple little things like the tuck in scenes funny. Tries to do a little the tickle, tickle fight. Tickle fight. <laughs> can I get tucked in dad? <laughs> I think James Caan like does a good job of like being very uncomfortable. Like oh, his yeah. acting of that it's is so spot great. on. Yeah. Well, this is okay. We know this is a classic fish out of water story, right? Like it's, yeah. it's a, it's a person who was used to one world. Now he's put into a different world. And I think this is one of the better takes on the fish out of water oh, scenario. Yeah. Like Will Ferrell is able to do it so well. Yes. It's like his specialty. I mean, that's how he kind of is in all of his movies. He feels like this uncomfortable guy who's in a different world. But like in this movie, especially it's just, again, he should win all the Oscars, but he didn't. John Favreau should have won all the Oscars for this movie. It's that good. Um, tickle fight. He gets like four hours of sleep. Like, a, and he's like a strong. I got a strong four hours of sleep. You say four? I thought you said forty minutes. Oh, was it forty? minutes? I think it says so forty. Like <laughs> so great. And so he decorates the whole house. And he builds builds this nice rocking wooden rocking horse out of like the TV uh, stand. Oh, is that what that? Is? I did not catch that. That's you can see like the TV on the floor, and there's like wood. Oh, it. yeah. I didn't catch that. That's amazing. Because the wife is like, well, where'd you, where'd you get the wood? 
and then it never gets answered but you see in the next shot that it's like from the tv stand <laughs> that's amazing um he wakes up we well he talks about the four groups of food oh dinner because he asks where the syrup is yeah he's like he's like do you have any syrup uh or pass the syrup can you pass the syrup and the wife's like um spaghetti is this is spaghetti he's like oh got my own pulls it out of <laughs> his sleeve <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, you must really, you must really like." This is where you syrup. learn about the four uh, food groups. Yeah, so he's like, "Yes, the f- uh, there's the four uh, food groups for elves: <coughs> it's candy, candy corn, or no, candy, candy cane, candy corn, and <coughs> syrup." <laughs> We're all coughing. So, like the next morning, he has spaghetti. He like all of a sudden loves spaghetti now, and then he adds like all this candy to it. Yeah, it's probably just and him. Like this is like it's a good example of like showing fish out of water. It's like he doesn't understand this world. It's like wait, spaghetti? I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> and then I guess he understands candy. But the thing is, he should understand some parts of the world because he builds toys for the rest of the yeah. world. But it's fine. It, who cares? I mean, food wise, like if in the way it's portrayed, yeah, that's what he was raised with. Yeah, I don't know how he has teeth, but. <laughs> Or isn't fat or dead yeah, from malnutrition. Well, he builds he builds a thousand, you know, a hundred uh, uh, etch sketches in a day. That's a lot of work. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, the next, well, we start learning too that James Conn has to build this a new book by the new quarter. We kind of talked about this. But oh yeah, on the he has to have a meeting on the twenty fourth of of December. of December. Yeah, Eve. and you see him talking to the wife about it, and she's not thrilled about it. Because he's like, well, what should we do with Buddy? And the and James Conn says, hey, how about you take Buddy? And she's like, no, I have my own meeting I have. You take him. It's your son. And he's like, okay, fine. Is this the... This happens... So, because he stays home first. Yeah, that first day. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because there's the... this is Because him and the the brother uh-huh. bond. Yes. So, first, because the... Michael, I think is his name. That's what I'm going to call him. Doesn't... Is not impressed by him. He's a yeah. weirdo. I mean, yeah. he's a kid in middle school, so everyone who's weird is the worst. Uh-huh. So Buddy, find out, has been waiting for him for five hours, yep. <laughs> swinging for him. He follows him, and his kid's just annoyed by him. And then they get attacked by bullies, bullies. throwing snowballs. Mm-hmm. A ton of snowballs. Yep. Like, it's an impressive amount. Like, even for being, like, 12 of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they're just coming. And then you see magic because suddenly he can build snowballs like super fast. Hundred snowballs, and then he throws them like a machine gun. Yep, and it's so, so great, fantastic. There's, uh, yeah, there's there's a scene even before that where he's staying at home and with the with the uh, not the generator, the oh yeah, because it's right after um, he makes breakfast. Yeah, what's that? The it's just a heater, I think. Yeah, but what do they call it? Is a radiator. Radiator. He's like. Uh, hey dad, he calls him on his phone. Hey dad, I, like, what are you doing? Like, not, like, even, walking, not even, not even to work. To work. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, how'd you get this number? <laughs> What's her name? Sarah. I, sound right? It's Sir, sure. Sarah left left emergency contact, and he's like, well, it's an emergency. He's like, yeah, I'm hearing this like this noise <laughs> coming from the wall. <laughs> he's like, yeah, buddy, that's just the radiator. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, uh, I that. you're right. And then. And then it's the. It's a small scene. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's funny though. Not the ex- well, other than the fact that you know, like he's not supposed to call. Um, he says, "I'll call you next time." He's like, oh, good, "Good idea, idea. <laughs> great idea." Yeah. <laughs> so Michael and him get along. They get a Christmas tree. They chop it down in Central Park. <laughs> Central, Love yeah. That. <laughs> Big old Christmas tree. Huge. They're it decorating doesn't fit in the house. 
Um, I also like. I think I looked away. Like, wh- why did he jump on the tree? That's he, so funny. Yeah, he, uh, he had to put the star on the top. <laughs> oh, Michael says like he's like, how are we gonna get the star on top? And and Buddy says, oh, I got it. And he jumps on the couch and then jumps on top of the tree. <laughs> Pretty great. So funny. Um, we're missing a lot. Like we're skipping a lot of stuff. Uh, okay, Phil uh, James Con. We can jump to James Con's part. He is gonna get like a Dr. Seuss author to come. It's not Dr. Seuss, but it's like the world's greatest children's author of this world of this time oh. to come to write uh, or pitch okay. the idea of the story for their book or else James Conn is fired. The dad is fired um, from his publishing. There's that part. The other part is like Buddy and here's the, ro- I guess we should talk more about the romantic side. Oh, because there's because they, they go to the mall. After the snowball fight, huh? yeah, not so, the mall, the department store, whatever. It's yeah, because they go to de- well, I, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Before this, though, like at the department store, Buddy keeps eyeing Zoe Deschanel. Um, Will Ferrell does, and's like, oh, she's beautiful, you know, like you're you're getting that sense. Yeah, the one thing, like, while there's some problematic elements, just because of the nature of it, he's kind of innocent, I did, I, I yeah. feel like they did a very good job of his attraction to her is innocent. Yeah, I feel like they did a really good like because that could have gone weird yeah it really could have and and buddy's telling michael about the you know this girl that he works with work whatever (laughs) doesn't work there (laughs) and so So he's like you should ask her out he's like what does that mean like he's like you know you go and get dinner together and he's like oh okay real food i like how he says that too get real food So he goes up to the department store and is like, hey, you know, you want to get some real food together? And she's like, uh, I already ate lunch. And he's like, oh, okay. He looks bummed. And she's like, well, I'm free Thursday. <laughs> so they, you know, they plan their date, blah, blah, blah. So it kind of, I think it cuts there. We don't see yeah. the date yet. But then we start going to James Conn's side where he's having struggles at work. And Question for you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of saying, like, you can tell that he's, he goes there more. Like he he'd been there. Like there are some. There's more to their relationship than is shown. Yeah, I think, and I think they do the way they like act towards each other. You can tell that they talk some more. They they've interacted sure. more. Do you think it would have been a good like? Obviously, I mean, I like the length of the film. I feel like it was good. But do you think their amount of screen time together is enough? No, but I don't think okay. this movie should be longer. Yeah. I, again, I think this is comedy first and romance. Second. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting thing because I feel like they did a good job of portraying it, but I feel like there could have been more between yeah, the two. Yeah, that's my biggest issue is it's the one date and then never again, and then they have a baby at the end. Yeah. You know, it's very like Jack and Sally. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, The movie is – it's perfect. Like, it's the timing is fine. Yeah. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's, it's or well, and it's well paced. Yeah. And so I don't I, – I wish I could pinpoint – why their relationship seems like it's developed, it would just be nice to see it to some extent. Yeah. I This time watching it, I didn't think their relationship was developed. But it's fine. Like, it's... Yeah. Again, it's a comedy first. It's a romance second. Yeah. So the romance part, it's just there to pull at your heartstrings and it's to make you fall in love with Zoe Deschanel. So when she has that her- heroic moment, it feels it, good. Yeah. Uh, I think they, that works. Yeah. And it's to give, like, Zoe Deschanel gets convinced because of Buddy's charm and yeah. his, his special Christmas spirit to make her sing. Yep. And so all of that kind of fits in. Yeah. It, it does a good job. Should they have had a baby by the end? You know, like, that's my 
things like, well, you know, we don't get to see that, but it's not saying that, you know, there, there couldn't have yeah. been. But. I think there's an implied passage of time at the end, though. Well, yeah, because the baby looks old. It yeah. looks like a year old or something. But even even their relationship. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it's played off really. Like, yeah. They do fine. Yeah. They, they do a good job. Anyways. But we only see one date. Yeah. And it's the first date. And so yeah. it's like, oh, that's the perfect first date, I guess. Yeah. So. <coughs> um, where are we at? Oh, so James Conn calls... Uh, we got Peter Dinklage, right? We hear. So about this is this is his day at work, right? Yeah. So Peter Dinklage um, doesn't come in yet, but that's who they call. Yeah. And he's like this world famous best author, children's author since Doctor <clears throat> Seuss, pretty yeah. much. And this is where he's down in the, the the letter room at this point, right? Not yet. So I think it's the next day now. Okay. Like that's kind of the end of that. Day. Okay. And now we're on Christmas Eve. No, we're no, because there's a because there's the f- the phone call that happens with him that almost gets ruined is because of what happens in the letter room. Yes. So, buddy, uh, the so next is there day, a like, phone call before that? Uh, no. Okay, that's this right. this first phone call. <clears throat> uh, buddy's just trying to call. I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe that phone call doesn't happen yet. Yeah, so I think you're right. So the, the, he has his uh, day at work with dad because they don't know what to do with him yet. Yeah, so then the next day he's like, yeah. you know, he can't stay home. Go, he, <coughs> he goes with you. We already kind of talked about yeah. that. By the elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, <coughs> can't. So, so he, he takes him in and he's kind of just chilling there at first, but he's okay. being loud. I don't remember what he's doing. He's not, he's like trying to read and then he can't sit still and then he hears a phone ring and he picks it up and he's like, Yeah, buddy, the elf, what's your favorite color? Then and that's when he's like, Okay, what do you like? The way that line feels, it feels improv. I wonder if they, because I don't know if you ever watched like a behind the scene of like for Step Brothers, for example. Yeah. Like a lot of that is just, there's just, a lot of improv. They yeah. just do a bunch of takes. That would have been a funny thing to watch. Like, I, think uh will ferrell is so good in this movie that you think it's improv i don't think it's improv but i i think he should have got an oscar for this movie again so never forget 2003 the year will ferrell could have won an oscar but i mean 2019 adam sandler might win an oscar so (laughs) wait hold on what uh he's in a movie called broken jewels or something oh wait it's like kind of a serious film isn't it? yeah and adam sandler's like Killing it, I guess. People really like him in it. I want to see the movie. But I, I for the re- just, it's kind of like when Steve Carell with uh, Foxcatcher. Fox yeah. He's so good in that. But at least Adam Sandler, he did Punch Drunk Love, and he's really good in that too. I never saw it. But uh, anyways, okay. So we got yeah, we're running. Okay, he goes to the mail room. Uh, James Con convince him to go to the mail room. Perfect. He starts working these letters he gets drunk well because he, he makes friends with this guy yeah you, you find out a lot of them are kind of ex-cons that work there yeah there's through a couple things and he asks him like oh, syrup and coffee it's a great idea and he's obviously putting alcohol in it so yeah. he takes it he just dumps the rest of the, the, the syrup yeah <laughs> the yep. alcohol into his coffee and they're kind of having this moment where they're talking about just life just life they're laughing at each other because they're drunk yeah. and they get in a tickle fight and then he starts a dance party. <laughs> yep, starts a dance party, and then that's the phone call with uh, this author. And then uh, in the middle of the phone call, the secretary says, "Hey, there's a problem in the mailroom," and they're like, 
the, not right now. Yeah, not right now. We're on an important phone call. You don't hang up on me. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> exactly. So he, you know, he does it a few times. The author is <coughs> like, no, I'm done. And then they're like, no. And then the author's like, no, pick me up at 1 o'clock. Don't be late. And my car needs to be 71 degrees exactly. Exactly. And it's like a black limousine. Oh, yeah. There has to be an exact car to it. I can't yeah. remember. So he goes to the, down to the mail room. They're all dancing and blah, blah, blah. I don't really I remember how it ends. I think that's it. It's kind of what happens. The drunkenness kind of goes away. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but it's the date? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That's what's weird is like, <coughs> drunk. he's drunk, but it like goes away. It's magic. But I love the date scene. I think this really is one of the better. This is anything with the, like the Zoe Deschanel scenes really light up. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know. She's a great actress. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Uh, but like. It's a lot of fun because she's like, well, do you have plans tonight? Like, what are you thinking? He's like, oh, I've got plans. He's like, I've got plans. And he just takes off walking. Yep. And <laughs> the first thing they do is like. The cup of coffee. Yeah, they do the world's best cup of coffee. Super cute. That. It's a good callback. Because like he, he blindfolds her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. And he's like, uh, no. And then she's like, it is a crappy cup of coffee. He's like, no, it's the best cup it's of the coffee. world's best yeah, cup world's of coffee. Um, and then they like go and look at Christmas trees. Oh, they they like, do the revolving door. So early oh, in the right, film, right. he he discovers revolving doors and loves it. Throws up from it, and then he's explained to her the fun of the revolving door. He's like, if you keep your arms in, he's like just explaining. Mm-hmm. People are confused, and she's just loving it because he's just it's cute. It's yeah. like childish and fun yeah. for her. Uh, so he does revolving door, and then it's the tree, and then it's Christmas trees. <clears throat> they look at a bunch of Christmas trees, and then she's like, "I want to show you a Christmas tree." And then they go to Rockefeller Plaza and oh, see the the giant light up, and you just see his world, world. New York, tree. and his reaction. Oh. That tree is ugly in real life. I've is seen it, it really? lit up. Oh, <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of sad looking. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So I. It depends on the year. I think they put a put up a tree. I don't. I don't think it's planted there. So they put one up, and so I think oh. each year it kind of depends. That was a good year. They had a good looking yeah. tree that year. Every branch is covered in lights, which is really cool. Um, it's a lot of work. And then you can ice skate at the bottom. I've never done it because there's a line <coughs> freaking forever long, and then it's a small ice skating rink. I there must be a time limit, and yeah. you probably have to leave. <coughs> I don't know. So they go ice skating underneath the Christmas tree and they're just having a cute old fun time. And it's like there isn't really much conversation. That's about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. She, he kisses her on the cheek yep. and she says you missed and they kiss cute on the scene. lips. Yeah. That's cute. Yep. I do that to my wife sometimes. I'm like, Oh, you missed. Oh, I mean, that's where I got it from though. It's like, I don't know if that's from something else or whatever, but I always remember it from that. I'm like, yeah. I always thought that was cute. That's cute. Um, yeah. So they had a good time. <coughs> that's it. We're at, Pretty much the climax of the movie, right? Well, this is, yeah, this is the part where the author comes. Oh, right? there's that. Because, yeah. So the, the uh, so Peter Dinklage is, is kind of what sets off the, the final part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun to see Peter Dinklage, you know, 2003. Gosh, he's so good. He's, I mean, like, it's, he controls that room. He does oh, an yeah. amazing job. And now, you know, he did Game of Thrones and he won all these. He's the only reason I want to watch Game of Thrones. Like, I've, I don't have much desire to see it. Yeah, he's good in it. But he's an incredible actor. Yeah, I only watched, like, the first three or four seasons when Willie was born. My daughter was born. But uh, other than that, like, yeah, she, it's he's really good in it. Yeah. So he comes in. He's this big old intense guy. And he has a book of ideas. And 
and he wants to tell him. And after the uh, Will Ferrell goes up and he's like, <laughs> Dad, I'm in love. I'm in love. You know, and because it's after the date. Yeah. And the dad's like, oh, awesome. Uh, you got to go, though. Like, we're in a meeting. A very important meeting. <laughs> he's like, oh, who brought the elf? I didn't know you had elves here. or I, I didn't know you had elves work for you. Yeah. Because Peter Dinklage, of course, is a small person, is a little person, so, you know, he does these elf jokes, which I think is, it's very funny, and it, it holds up, I think, through time. Yeah, I think it, it, it works. Yeah, I think it's, because it, it's the innocence. The and innocence so, yeah. helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Yep. And because he grew up in that world. Yeah. Like, that's what it was, is they were, ever, everyone was that yeah. short. And so... <clears throat> He's like, <coughs> there's the angry elf line. That's a that's a great one. Because he, he says a couple he things. Because the well, he's like, call me off one more time. He's like, mm-hmm. Dad, you got a really angry elf. He's an angry elf. And then he goes and beats him up. Yep. <laughs> so funny. And call me off one more time. And he's like, elf, elf, elf. <laughs> well, he's beating him up. Because he doesn't <coughs> he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the sarcasm. Uh, so. And that's, that's so he it. leaves. He leaves. The The author doesn't pitch an idea. So James Conn is very upset. And we got we got Kyle and Andy Richter sitting there. And they're like, oh, now what? Or no, no, they're not there. But he, but James Conn is very upset with with Buddy. And he runs away. He tells him he's like, I don't, he, he doesn't want him anymore. Yeah, he kicks him like, out pretty much. Get out of here. Get out of my life. Yeah. So he leaves. But then Andy Richter and Kyle Gass come back and they're like, he left his book. He left his book of ideas. And there's an idea here with a peach. Peach on a farm. Peach on a farm with a talking animal. Yeah. And they're like, because that's the idea they pitched originally. Yeah. It was Something a, similar. Yeah. It was a tomato, but. I think what's funny is not important, but how like if they use that idea, mm-hmm. how extremely questionable and illegal, like so much trouble they can get. That is very true. Yeah. But like, how do you prove it is one thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's as rich of guys he comes across. Yeah, that's true. He does say he's like, I own a house in Los Angeles, New York, Paris. I like how he's, I don't know if you noticed the line. He owns a house in Paris and France. Oh, I did. <laughs> maybe funny. I misunderstood it. I, I was like, did he say that? That's funny. He might have. Um... Okay, then Buddy runs off. He's upset. He runs into uh, Central Park, and then he sees Santa. So he's back in his elf costume. Yep. So you kind of have these two kind of stories going together. You have, um, you've said his name a million times. James Conn. James Conn. They're getting ready for their meeting to pitch this. They're they're Russian. They have like 45 minutes, and uh, um, you see Buddy. Yeah, he finds Santa in, in Central Park. And the engine is broken, and they're out of Christmas spirit. Yeah. The engine broke off, he says, back in some state, and that no Christmas spirit is pushing his sleigh across anymore. So Buddy helps Santa because he knows how to work this sled. It's a good callback. Like, that's just good writing in that moment. So he goes to go get the engine. And then one of the scenes that happens as he's getting the engine is um, they discover that Buddy's gone, mm-hmm. the, the wife and Michael. So Michael takes off because he's finally had... Because there's, there's a couple times where it talks about like he's just bringing a lot of joy into Michael's life. Yeah. And so that's why the, the wife really likes him for that reason. Right. 
And so he goes off looking for him, but he first goes to his dad and he interrupts the meeting. Mm-hmm. They're at this pitch meeting, and you've, you've met the boss a couple times, and I recognize the boss, but I can't figure out yeah, from what. Yeah, he's in a bunch of like, he's a good character actor. He'll be in like Coen Brother movies or whatever. Oh, okay. But it's the the pitch meeting that they've been talking about. It's like the president or the CEO yeah. of this publishing. Also, company. really late at night. Yeah, but. really. Which it probably makes sense because honestly, it gets darker sooner. You know, it could. Oh, that's but true. But like also, um, he probably wanted all day to come up with an idea, James Con. You know, oh, so the night doesn't. Yeah, you know what it, it is. What it is. I guess to me. Um, uh, I think like in a real business, yeah, you yeah, know, it would be like six or seven if they were pitching. That's true. Okay. Anyways, so Michael interrupts a meeting and says, "Daddy, um, buddy's gone. Buddy's gone." And so uh, he has this moment where he has to decide. That does he put off his son again? Because there's multiple times where it's yeah. usually small, like he's putting off his family for work. He's putting yeah. off his family for work, and uh, he's he's given this ultimatum to present the book to his mean old boss, or to go help or, or Michael. Get fired. Yeah, yep. or kick and so, hand. so he decides to quit. He because yep. he he he's very like diplomatic. Like, can we please move this? Like, he, you can yeah. see like having this moment. He's trying to be a good employee. And be like, this is important. I need to take care of my son. Yeah. The moment is the the big boss, the president says like, "Hey kid, get out of here." And the the dad says, "Can you just not talk to my son that way?" Like, yeah. uh, no one bosses my son around. That's that's my job. Yeah. yeah but he says it in like a tender way. It's re- yeah. actually really good. Yeah. He does a really good job. And so they have this cute moment where they fist bump and they leave and yeah. uh they go look for Buddy. And um <coughs> Buddy like then the news starts coming cuz like People think they saw Santa fall into Central Park, and the news comes out. It's like, oh, is you know, is Santa in Central Park? And then they show this footage of like Buddy the Elf walking through the woods, like like Bigfoot. I love that. Very funny. Michael finds him out in the woods, and yeah, there's a lot of. It's very. This is a a lot of fast cutting between because there's a lot of right. things. So because you see Zoe's uh, character watching TV, yeah. she sees him on the news, mm-hmm. so she goes after him. Yep. And um, the mom, too. Well, mom goes with Michael. Well, because she sees... She doesn't go until she sees him on the news. Right. Yeah. You're right. And... But James Conn isn't with Michael, right? Mm-mm. Because they... The reason that... So they're all there trying to help um, get the sleigh going. Uh-huh. So uh, James Conn and Michael meet Santa. Mm-hmm. They're baffled, uh-huh. as any person would be if that was real. Yeah. Um, so Michael ends up taking... The Christmas Santa's, Santa's list. Santa's list of what people want. Good and bad. So he takes yeah. it. So that's where they get separated. Um, Buddy's working on the engine. I'm trying to think because there's if if I'm missing any like important. There's thing. a moment we didn't talk about. It's pretty dark where Buddy the Elf is standing at the bridge. Oh yeah, and he's like going to commit suicide because yeah. of what his dad said to him. Yeah, and that's when he sees Santa fall into it is dark. Central I mean, Park. It's dark, and it. I mean, it makes sense for him because he. He, this was his chance because he realized it didn't make sense for him to be in the North Pole because he wasn't an elf. Like, yeah. there's a reason he wasn't fitting in, but now he doesn't fit in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, pretty dark for oh. this, like, children. Oh, story. yeah. He looks down at the water and is like, you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. Again, Will Ferrell, best actor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's subtle. Like, I, I feel like it's a very, I feel like they did it appropriately. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's a good setup. Seeing it's a big open area, so you could see Santa. You could see anything falling from the sky. Yeah. So, runs, helps Santa. Uh, gets the engine, and then this is kind of irrelevant. Irrelevant, but uh, like the Central Park 
uh, Rangers come out. So that part is a little weird. It's super that whole weird. that it's connection. Lord of the Rings, like they're copying Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's what he's doing, really, because you see the horses like galloping. It's 2003. <clears throat> I think Lord of the Rings came out in 2002. Yeah, so I feel like I could see that. It's kind of copying some shots. It looks cool, but it, they don't do anything, and they it never pays off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was weird. There's that cute scene though where so Buddy's helping. Michael takes the list and he gets on the news and he starts reading people's names yeah. and telling them what they want. Cause it's you, so good. Yeah, because you he learns through their interaction that there's there's not enough Christmas cheer. That's why he's crashed. Yeah. And so Michael knows because there's just a lot of things where he just like he has a troubled child. I mean, not like a truly troubled. Like he has a hard time like trying to figure out a place in the world, and it's yeah. probably one of those things he's still holding on to. Mm-hmm. Like it's that age of where, sorry kids, if you're listening, where they find out Santa's not real. And so it's probably like a weird time in his life. And so to have this moment of like, oh, wait, Santa's real. Like, he's got to hold on to that for dear yeah. life. So he takes and he starts reading wishes. And like, there's a lot of like interact. Like, it, it goes to a bunch of kids watching the news. Yeah. Weirdly. I don't know how, why that many kids you watch know, the news. No, it's Christmas Eve. But wh- why would you be watching the news on Christmas yeah. Eve? Yeah. I mean, there's probably kids out there, you know. But there, there's that moment where. <laughs> He asked the news anchor, like, what do you want for Christmas? You know, or what's your name? And she says, oh, here's my name. And he's like, oh, you want your boyfriend to commit and to get you a ring. Yeah, but Tiffany's. At Tiffany's. And, so much money. And he's, she's, like, mad so, about yeah, it. Yeah, she cuts the cameras. Yep. Um, <coughs> and then this is when Zoe Deschanel kind of shows up, too, and kind of excitement and a lot of turmoil and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And at this point... I'm trying to remember, how does she find out that there needs to be more Christmas cheer? Uh, Michael. Michael says something. Yeah, okay. she she knows Michael. Yeah, okay. And so she remembers what Buddy said about, you know, singing loud. Uh, the best way of spreading Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And so she starts singing, like, Jingle Bell. Or what does she sing? It's that you bet it or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep. And she, everyone starts singing along. The city starts singing I like how they do a good job of like just letting it be awkward for a little bit. Yeah, like, it's a good build. It's yeah, it's probably really what would happen. And yeah. uh, the sled starts like jumbling a little bit. It's, you know, getting there. But he was just stuck under there, still trying to fix the engine. And, uh, <laughs> and this is where like whether it's good riding, like it's not good riding, but this is the they they see the horsemen. Santa knows who they are, uh-huh. and so they're getting chased. So they're trying to he's trying to get the sled going with what they have. But he's still trying to fix the engine. Oh, that's the payoff, right? The horsemen are the the rangers are chasing Santa. Yeah, there. that's right. Yeah. yeah, they're like these like they're dark like the, evil. Like you can they're tell on the naughty list. Yeah, that's <laughs> that that's where you kind of find out why like why they're behaving the way they are towards Santa. Yeah, like they oddly know who he is. Like it's, it's kind of a weird moment, but I mean it it pushes the story along enough. You're right. A weird way, but enough that it works. Um. And so you, then you finally get the dad. Um, he starts singing at the end, and that's where you see. And this is where we were talking about earlier in the podcast. We got a little confused because this is pretty much where the movie ends, in my opinion. So he's able to take off. Um, everyone had started joining the singing. Like the mom was the first one to help start start the crowd to get singing. Um, Michael wants his dad to start singing, so his wife. So he does. And that's where you see him take off and. It's pretty much like I said. The movie ends when you you see them together as a family, all together having Christmas. Yeah. And then, uh, and it's uh, what's his name? Uh, Papa Elf. Oh right. Uh, uh, I'm so bad with names. Uh, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart's kind of narrating the last part of it again because he narrates at the beginning, um, talking about how 
Um, he, Buddy helped save Christmas. Um, the dad ends up um, starting his own publishing company. Yep, and he makes Buddy the Elf. The he book. makes that a book, and Elf it does really well. And uh, Will Ferrell, Buddy is reading the book, and but then you find out that he can still go and visit because he was raised by Papa Elf, so it makes sense to have it. Yep, and they have a kid. Yeah, and that's the that's end. The end. Like, and it's a perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last few times we haven't done box office. Well, sure, I know we're running. I don't know. No, we can do it. Long. We do can it. do it real quick. Yeah. So let's do the box office. This week is one. When did it come out? Two thousand three, November seventh. Oh yeah, because you. I should have known that because you watched it on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. On in two thousand three. Yep. So. Uh, so November seventh, two thousand three. We've kind of. We might have done this same weekend. Oh really? Yes. Actually, I'm ninety percent sure we have. So number one is a is a is a sequel to one of the best action movies of all time. Came out in ninety nine. The action movie did has Keanu Reeves in it. Oh, John Wick. No, uh, Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Matrix? The second one. Revolutions. I think Revolution. That's the third one. Oh, that's the third one. Yeah, you're right. Number two is yeah we have done elf this. elf number three is it's the it's a cartoon in canada oh brother bear yeah number four it's a horror not a horror movie it's a it's a spoof on horror movies oh this is a scary movie yeah three yeah however many they did they did a lot of those number five is uh kind of a poor take on special needs person being like a water boy water boy it's not what. Yeah, it's, that's the same description. I never thought of that. It's a serious take on it. It's like a lot of people really like this movie, but I think it's pretty poor taste. And we've done this. Why? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Number six is Love Actually. So number five. Oh, so it was Love Actually that we did. Yeah, it was. Okay. But I think Love Actually came out. No, it was the first. It's the same. Yeah, it's the exact same week because it says first weekend. It's a uh, radio. Oh, radio. I don't think it's as good as people think it is. I remember enjoying it, but I was young when it came out. Yeah, I think it's like kind of, uh, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, Elf did really well. It did like 230 or $40 million overall in a $30 million budget. I was thinking about this. What? Because I don't know all of Will Ferrell's career very very well. I've seen a ton of his movies, Uh but I just don't know like his timeline. Like, where was this at? This is his first full-length movie after Saturday Night Live, but he's done movies before this. He did, uh, like, Superstar. But I think this is his first lead, and I think that's what's so impressive, too. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't think... Let's look, actually. Because most of everything else he's done was mid-2000s. Yeah, we should have talked about that when we were talking... Well, I guess it all got corrupted anyway, so who cares? But um, we could have talked about a little bit more about, like, his acting career before... Will Ferrell, at least. But yeah, he did Saturday Night Live. Um, that was like, because that's what his big, that's where he started with Saturday oh, Night Live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, that's, and he's impressive. Like, he's really funny in Saturday Night Live. So, yeah. where'd it go? Because he See, did it for a long time, didn't he? Yeah, but it's not showing up on his IMDb. Okay. Uh, but Night at the Rockstar is 98, and then uh, Superstar is 99, Drowning uh, Mona. The ladies' man, Jane and Silent Bob. Oh, I forgot he's in Jane and Silent. Oh, it's like, Zoolander. It's two thousand one. He's Magatu. Yeah, I knew. It was, okay, that's a big. That's a big part. I old, didn't. Old school happened the same year, two thousand three. Which was old school. That's the one where he's like old man, but he's like 
in a frat. He's going back to like his old frat house. Hmm. It's okay. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips, who did the Joker. So interesting. And then Elf, two thousand three, Starsky and Hutch, I guess, and then Anchorman, two thousand. Okay, because Anchorman's really where his career took off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say Elf. Elf was pretty big. That's true. I'm just wondering. Well, Saturday Night Live was what made his. Career. Well, that's true. Because he, I think he was a big standout. Among that's the true. Cast. That's what's interesting. But it's interesting though, because most of those movies, I, I mean, I may have heard them in passing. But up to Elf, I haven't really... I, some of the names kind of like, oh, I think I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of them. So that's interesting. Cause he, so you're saying... Because Elf was his first thing out. Like when he was done with SNL, it was his first thing. Yeah. So you're saying, okay. I so guess. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I read somewhere. But so I was, he kinda, was he the big pull for this movie? Because that's... Because I'm trying to think where... Man, I really don't know. Because I don't know those other the two, the, um, the dad and... Pop Elf, I can't think of their actual names Bob that you Newhart send like James 30 Con. times. Bob Newhart and James Conn. James Conn, because they've been around for a while at oh, this point. Oh, yeah. So did they have enough pull? Like, it's interesting. No, what I made think this Will movie? Ferrell was the pull. Well, I think the pull was it was a good movie for Christmas, <clears throat> right? Like I guess that it was family-friendly yeah, enough. Yeah, it was probably the only family-friendly Christmas movie that year. I think the pull too, like Will Ferrell probably pulled it a little bit, but James Caan is pretty big, yeah. and I think that could have pulled it. It's just interesting. So what was the budget for this? Uh, 30, 33 million, I think, and it did 250 worldwide and everything. It's a surprisingly big budget for what this yeah. is. But, a, but yeah, a lot of it was a stop motion. It's not too bad. That makes sense. Uh, they were paying for the actors, honestly. It looks uh, like. I guess that. Because Zoe Deschanel wasn't very big at that point. Eh, yeah, that's true. Because she really most a lot of her big career because, um, she plays Summer. Five hundred days of Summer was after. <laughs> yeah, two thousand ten nine. And that's really like that's kind of her what her big. Wait, when was Bridge to Terabithia? Oh, I've never seen that. Two thousand ten. Was it? So, so was that? So yeah. So five hundred days of Summer was her big. Her big. Because Failure to Launch was before 500 Days of Summer 2, I believe. Yeah. She was in a lot. I knew about Zoe Deschanel before 500 Days of Summer, though. I don't know from what, but probably like Failure to Launch. And, oh, Elf. It was well, you, Elf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I haven't done this in a while, but here's a letterbox review. Oh, yeah. This will be our last I'm thing. So sad we didn't do it from last. For Christmas Friends. Yeah, it would have been great. Uh, this is from Lucy. Three and a half stars. It's really unnerving that Zoe Deschanel looks nothing like Zoe Deschanel in this movie. There we go. Good review, Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> I like. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Uh, Based on Zoe's look, that's what it, that's what it appears. Lucy. Yep. Uh, I disagree. Okay, uh, we'll do one more. I like this all she wrote. <laughs> okay. Four and a half stars. There we go. No. Okay. Four stars from Adam. No picture next to his name. Okay, Adam. Four stars. Makes even the most miserable mesentrope feel warm and festive. Oh, That's a good way of putting it. It is. Good job, Adam. That's a good description. So, in closing... This is a beautiful movie, and everyone should see it. So go watch it. The end. Thank you for watching or listening to the Rom-Com Dudes. 
don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, visit our website at romcomdudes.com. Uh, follow us on our social meds at romcomdudes. And you got anything to plug, Carlton? Um, because we're filming and we're recording it next week. Oh, cool. So I don't know if it'll be released. Probably won't be until the next episode, but just in case. I think we'll have all of our pages. We're still debating on something. So me and my wife, real quick, we've been wanting to make music pretty much since we've been married. Mm-hmm. And then we went to a concert a couple of years ago where we were like, we need to do this. And then I was I was always doing other projects. And she's like, seriously? Like can I this. Ever do this? This is not very time-consuming, <laughs> fortunately. So that was, I was doing other music projects. but um, So we're going to be a husband and wife singer-songwriter What's the ba- Do you have a name? So that's what we're kind of still running wow. into. Right now, kind of the name we're going for is just Ellie and K. Oh, that's fun. So I'm actually going to ask you a question afterwards. but um, um, Michelle, Michelle <clears throat> We Michelle? tried that too. No, nothing sounds Ka- good. Uh, Carl Shell? Carl. Almost sounds like some weird um, Superman oh, name. Oh. Call out, because there's Call L, I think, this is Superman's actual name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, Anyways. Yes. Um, so we're doing a Christmas music video. Uh, it's a little mashup. Cool. So we'll have a little video. So I don't know if it'll be done, but like, yeah. More to come. And we'll record probably again like Monday or Tuesday. So. Yeah. So it'll, if things go according to plan, it'll be out before. So this would be the episode before it comes out. Okay. So we'll, I'll we'll make share awesome, it on we'll, I'll make it where, yes. yeah. Because so I think we're going to post it on Facebook and YouTube. So Sweet. Uh, so yeah. And as always, Star Wars is not better than Elf. <laughs>